We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. Hey y'all, my name is Zach, and I'm grateful to be a servant of the Lord here at Relevant Church. We have been in the book of Judges for a few weeks talking about Samson specifically. As a recap to refresh your memory, Samson was a promised child who had so much potential. God had told Samson's parents that he would be a great man who would be full of the Holy Spirit and save the people of Israel from their enemies, the Philistines. But he would have to keep to the rules of being a Nazarite, meaning he would not eat or drink anything from the grapevine, cut his hair, nor would he touch anything ceremonially unclean especially anything dead. Samson kept getting distracted by everything. He broke his vow. He broke all these rules. And one major issue Samson had was his desire for something God did not want him to have. Relationships with women outside the people of Israel because these women serve false gods. Yet Samson gave into that desire and got a woman and her family killed by the Philistines because He was mad about the circumstances that he had brought upon himself. One of my favorite memes says, Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Well, Samson definitely paid for his consequences. All this happens and the Holy Spirit strengthens Samson, allowing him to defeat 1,000 Philistines by himself. After Samson defeats the enemies of his people, God refreshes Samson. Then he rules over Israel as a judge for 20 years. Samson seemed to be wasting the potential and purpose that was said to be over his life by God. But with God's help, he came out on top. He became a judge for 20 years. Being a judge means that the people come to you when there is an issue, you know, they seek you. The, the people of Israel sought Samson's judgment and guidance. His potential had finally shown up He was living out the purpose God had given him. Great story, right? It's amazing. Well, sadly, it isn't over. I have felt like this many times in my life. I royally mess up, wasting all of my talent and seeking something that I shouldn't be doing. I did this with alcohol, unhealthy relationships, video games, and YouTube throughout my life. We all have desires for something that gets in the way of the purpose that God has set over our lives. Luckily, God saves me from myself, and he'll save you from yourself. Now, we're in Judges 16, 1 to 22, and verse 1 reads, Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute, uh uh-oh, and he went into her. Whew, okay. 20 years of being clean from this desire, this lust for women that he has been told to stay away from, and he walks by, sees a lady of the night, and gives in. It's the same thought we have. It's, oh, just one little, one little look is okay. I'll just take one drink. I'll watch one episode. I'll smoke only just one cigarette. I only look at that one dirty picture, not more. I'll eat only one cupcake. Hello. Giving in to one desire won't hurt, right? I know God doesn't want me to do this, but one time isn't so bad, right? Have you ever felt that way? I know I'm guilty of these thoughts. The next verses state that the Gazites were told Samson had come there. 
and they surrounded the place and set an ambush for him all night at the gate of the city. They kept quiet all night, saying, Let us wait till the light of the morning, then we will kill him. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that when you indulge a desire that God has told you to stay away from, more hazardous situations pop up in your life? That brings us to our first main point. Point one, disobedience to God is followed by a hidden and dangerous consequence. Samson had those consequences. We have them too. Reading further, it says, But Samson lay till midnight, and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders, y'all, and carried them to the top of the hill that was in front of Hebron. That's 40 miles he carried gates from a city. Basically, Samson went back to an old desire. Worse consequences followed, but God's favor was still over him. Whew. Do I identify with Samson, right? I have put myself into foolish messes that could have, take, that could have taken my life especially when I was living in active addiction to alcohol. And God rescued me from my foolish and life-threatening decisions. Still, as we were about to read, Samson, much like us, goes back to his desire and finally becomes an addiction. Verse 4 says, After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, another forbidden desire, whose name was Delilah, and the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Seduce him and see where his great strength lies. And by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to humble him, and we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Whew. Point two, you can love your addiction, but it will stab you in the back. Addiction isn't only alcohol or drugs, y'all. It can be anger, toxic relationships, negative self-talk, food, work, and the list goes on and on. Put your, put your addiction down in the chat, y'all. Verse 6 states, So Delilah said to Samson, Please, please, tell me where your great strength lies. And how might you be bound that, that one can subdue you? Point 3. We're going fast to the point, but point 3, man. Our addictions, unchecked desires, distort our thinking. Unchecked desires will make danger seem safe. Unchecked desires will make bondage seem like freedom. Unchecked desires will make lies seem trustworthy. Samson's desires, his desire has now become dangerous, right? They have become an addiction that has distorted his perception. The Bible goes on to say in verse 7, Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now, she had been lying in ambush. Whew, addiction's crazy, right? Lying in ambush in an inner chamber. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped those bowstrings right like they were nothing as a thread of flax snaps 
when it touches fire. A little string touching fire, it's gone. So the secret of his strength was not known. Samson is trying to control his addiction with a clever strategy. He can feel the danger, but he can't let his addiction go. He's stuck. It isn't that Samson is looking for danger. He just can't see through the distortion of his desires. Samson's addiction is actively trying to destroy his life, and he still thinks he has power over it. If you identify with Samson, type distorted vision in the chat. Verse 13 starts off saying, Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Well, she goes on to say, Tell me how you might be bound. Woof, that's what addiction says to us. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with a web and fasten it tight with a pin, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks in his head and wove them into a web, and she made them tight. And the pen said to, or with the pen, sorry, and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pen, the loom, and the web. Oof. She went to all these lengths, and he should know by now. At this point in the story, we're all like, Huff. We're all here seeing, thinking like, run, Samson, run, this woman's going to kill you. This addiction's going to kill you, right? It's when all of his family would be saying, why can't he see this? Insert whatever addictive behavior. You know, why can't he see that it will ruin his life? We can see that his addiction is relentlessly trying to destroy him. Again, Samson's view of reality is distorted. His glasses are foggy by his desire for something God wants to protect him from. He can't see the danger to the literal trap right in front of him. How many times are we just walking into traps set by the enemy? How many times do we let desire be the bait that the enemy uses to pull us into addiction and destruction eventually? Samson didn't expect that one-time stop with the village prostitute to turn into a game of life or death. He didn't expect that his forbidden desire would lead him towards a destructive path, head-on collision with his enemies. Let me ask you this. Are you playing with your addiction, thinking it's only a friendly game, when in reality it's a dangerous distortion? Verse 15 says, And she said to him, Poof, How can you say, I love you, when your heart is not with me? Point four, addiction will pull your heart away from God and the purpose he has given you. Addiction will pull you down deeper and deeper thinking it's love, right? Verse 15 continues with Delilah telling Samson, You have mocked me these three times, and you have not told me where your great strength lies. She's mad, y'all. And when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, Ooh. Point five, your addiction will break you down day by day. Again, verse 15 goes on saying, his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart and said to her, a razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaved, if my head is shaved, he's telling her the secret, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. 
Samson just gave up everything for his addiction. How many times have I done that or you done that? Now, now we go on to read in verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. The worst addiction is coming through. Our desires getting paid off and addictions rolling in our life. She made him sleep on her knees and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Addiction tricks us into thinking that we're being comforted, but in reality, we're being coaxed into self-sabotage. Then she began to torment him to seduce him more and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep confidently and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. Woo! Nothing can hold me down, right? But addiction pulls you in until you can't break free. But he did not know, Bible goes on, but he did not know that the Lord had left him. And the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. And he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Whew. That's heavy, y'all. Point six. Addiction is a prison without walls. Samson's addiction stole his strength away. All of the might, power, and self-will had now been worn down by unchecked desires and Samson was a shell of the man that God had created him to be. When we give our lives over to addiction, our lives become small, tiny things. Like Samson, we get stuck in a prison. Let me ask you, what prison are you confining yourself to? What is forcing you to play small? What are you giving yourself to allowing it to distort how you perceive reality. I can give you a laundry list of addictions, you know, whether it's alcohol, drugs, porn, gossip, anger, worry, cupcakes, hello, negative self-talk, video scrolling, people-pleasing, or that, that person that you know you shouldn't get back with, but you know you're going to get back with them, even though they hurt you so badly. And the crazy thing is, one addiction usually leads into a multitude of others. They build on each other into worse situations. And that's where we're ending. That's the kind of cliffhanger that makes you anxious until the next episode comes out. I'm not going to tell you what happened to the now blinded, broken, imprisoned Samson. You'll have to come back next week for that. But I will tell you about Jesus Christ. Jesus, the one born of a virgin. Jesus, Son of God. Jesus called Emmanuel, which means God among us. Jesus, the one who perfected the law and completed the prophecies throughout the Bible in the Old Testament. The one who lived a perfect, sinless life. The one who died on the cross for all of our sins, our defects, and our addictions. He is the one who resurrected from the grave three days after dying, thus defeating sin and death for all of us that would follow him. This is a good, good person to follow. 
fully man, fully God, part of the Trinity. I want to tell you about Jesus, who, after his resurrection, promised that God the Holy Spirit would walk with us and dwell within us if we repent of our sins and we claim his as, as our Lord and Savior. But here's one thing. The Holy Spirit left Samson after he had broken every vow, right? <laughs> Touching corrupted things, drinking of the wine and the grapes, and cutting his hair. He broke every vow. Yet because of Jesus Christ's works and perfect sacrifice on the cross, we won't lose the Holy Spirit. If we grieve the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us that he will convict or convince us of our sins. Teach us about Jesus and that he will slowly but surely from one point of glory to another make us more like Jesus, even though we won't reach his perfection in this life. So, if you don't know Jesus, right, I want you to know, I want you to know right now that you can have a relationship with him right now. If you want that life-changing relationship, it, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how broken you feel. The love of Christ can change your reality from addiction to freedom. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just type begin in the chat or follow one of the prompts that you see on this screen. Oh, Jesus, I want to pray for you. Jesus, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to know that even though we're sinful people, we can grow to be more like you. We can grow to love others more like you. We can grow to protect our family and our church and everyone that you put us over just like you, that we don't have to live in this addiction and be blinded like Samson, Lord. Jesus, I pray that you would move us away from distorted thinking, from the desires that, that, that you know that hurt us, Lord. And I pray that you would walk us out of addiction, whatever it is, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or a way of thinking, a way of hating oneself, whether it's relationships, whether it's food, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you would remove addiction from the hearts of those who would follow you. And I pray that you would fill that gap with power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray all this in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.